All right, guys. So today we got Kimberly Tilson Braveheart on the podcast. She is a local entrepreneur. She has a couple different businesses she was actually just telling me about. So why don't you just pick up where you left off and kind of tell everybody what you do? Sure. I own two companies. One company is called Painted Sky Management. We are a small business development firm specializing in economic development in Indian country. In the last 15 years, we've helped establish over 187 native-owned um, enterprises That's throughout awesome. the entire country. So what states mainly? Do you have a certain states you work with or is it just kind of spread out? It's kind of spread out, but we have a lot here in South Dakota, yep. a lot in Minnesota, um, a couple in North Dakota, a lot in the New Mexico kind of area, um, a couple in Colorado, I think two in California. Do you do anything in Oklahoma? Not yet. Not yet? I mean, I do work with a couple of artists, native artists there okay. in Oklahoma, yeah. and basically about basic business management yeah. um, and also marketing. That's really cool. I'm from Oklahoma, so I asked Oklahoma oh, City. Cool. So yeah. Um, okay, so you do that, and then what else do you do? I also am the co-owner and executive chef of exec of Etiquette Catering Company here in South Dakota, and we specialize in farm-to-table, made-from-scratch catering, um, highlighting the indigenous cuisine of the region. So what is the indigenous cuisine of this region? So I am an enrolled citizen of the Oglala Sioux Tribe, okay. which is Lakota, um, yep. on the, located on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. And it's really highlighting buffalo as like the main protein, mm. but a lot of berries also and medicinal herbs that are, there's a ton here that are pick, that are pickable and edible. Yes. So you said berries, is it like normal type berries or is it different kinds? Um, it's a couple of different kinds, um, but also the standard berries, but we have a lot of things that um, are like choke cherries. I don't have you heard yeah, that? Yeah. Yep. Um, and choke cherries are like the big ones, right? Yep. Yeah. And they have the, like, the seed the, in the middle. The, sidil- yep. the seed in the middle. Yep. Yeah. And um, traditionally how Lakota people really survive, like especially through winters, is that they dried buffalo and mixed it with a choke cherry and blended it together mm. and created kind of like a protein patty. Um, Interesting. Yep. And it's actually really healthy for you, good for you. And it's the root of how my father started Tonka Bar. Interesting. That's yes. really cool. So her dad is the um, owner of Tonka Bar, right? Yep. Which you said is the largest, what'd you say? It's, it's the largest the, what? It's the number one meat snack in the country. It's a buffalo protein cranberry bar. You can buy it on Amazon. That's awesome. It's in every Whole Foods in America, every REI in America. And it started right here in South Dakota. That's really cool. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. I'm sure you've told it to a lot of people, but I've never heard it. So that's really cool to me. We have something like that because I've definitely seen it like in all around the country. You know yeah. what I mean? So and you can get it here too. You can right. get it at um, the Mercantile at Alex Johnson. You can get it at Farm, um, not Farm Fresh, but what is the grocery store right here in Safeway? Not Safeway. It's the other one. Oh, yeah. What is that called? Family Fair? Yeah. Okay. Can, yeah. 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 You can get it there too. <laughs> it's funny, actually. Me and my girlfriend have a big debate on that. I like Safeway the best. I do she too. hates it and she loves Family Fair, and I think Family Fair is crappy. No offense to family fair people. I like um, Safeway too because it's organized. Yeah. I don't know. It feels organized. No, yeah, me too. She's like, it's fair, uh, you know, whatever. It's family fair is so much nicer. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you been in Safeway? Yeah. It's, we have this debate all the time. So that's kind of funny. But that, that is funny. that's funny. They're like, yeah, that one. That one. I know. Whatever I that you one is. You obviously yeah. knew that I don't do that there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that one. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So. What got you into what you're doing now? So you, you said you're a sixth-generation entrepreneur. Yep, sixth-generation entrepreneur. So it's obviously in your blood, in your DNA. We were talking about that a little bit. We both kind of believe that that's a trait more than a skill. You can definitely learn it for sure, but I think it helps to have it in your DNA. Yes. So, um, so what led you into what you're doing? So I was actually in the music business right outside of college. I managed the Indigo Girls. They're a rock band um, from the 
early 90s. They call it Indigo Girls? Indigo okay. Girls, yep. They're Grammy Award winning. Dang. Yeah, pretty well known like in the indie rock world. And um, we were organizing a tour for Native reservations throughout America. Yeah. And we came home to my home reservation on Pine Ridge. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to introduce them. And it was just a really empowering experience. And I had always gone home to the reservation through the summers and to see my family and ceremonies and stuff like that. But I had never seen it from an outsider's perspective before. Um, and they were very, like, struck by the poverty of the people and when I know this sounds a little weird but whenever I would go home I never really saw it as a poor community I hmm. saw it as a community of wealth and family and fun and you know yeah I think it's what you see is like I was like I felt very blessed because my family was so enriched in our culture and when I saw out as an adult with um, their perspective they were like why aren't you helping your own people and I was like, yeah, why aren't I? <laughs> um, and so I moved home. I moved to the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, and I helped start this thing called the Wawokia Business Institute, which is under Lakota Funds, which is a native CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution. And what Wawokia was intended for was to help first-generation entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs mm. successfully. And I really spent the last, the first couple of years while I was here doing that until I went out on my own. That's really cool. So you said that, uh, I kind of want to go back to this, you said that you felt like it was a wealth, like the wealthy and vibrant community. Is that, do you mean like on a relationship basis? I think so. Like your I mean, memories was, and stuff? Right, when I was yeah. so young, I mean like I would come home and we would have like these large feeds of, and family would come over and you know, welcome us. My big brother would take us horseback riding and we had all this land. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in a fairly wealthy community in Minnesota, the Stillwater area. And, you know, to have more than an acre, everybody would be like, oh, you know, oh my gosh. Gonna, you're yeah. right. <laughs> and so I'm like, we have all this land, right. yeah, you know. Yeah, hundreds and of acres or So yeah. I think that, like, I wasn't really aware of, like, how immense the financial poverty was mm. on my reservation. You think that's because you were so young when you were there? I think so. Yeah. Um, and also... You know, when you feel welcomed and taken care of by your community, I don't think you see yourself as poor. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking it's kind of like interesting because what does that actually mean? Like the community is poor. What does that actually mean? Do we mean like they don't have money? Right. You know what I mean? It's interesting like how we decide stuff. I agree. Like, oh, I feel sorry for these people. Exactly. Like, do they, are they I don't in bad shape? I feel sorry for them. So. There's, a, there's this guy that, I, that I've seen online that went to and lived in an Amish community for two years. And, you know, they basically live on the land. Right. They don't have money or anything. They don't have electricity. They have nothing like that, right? He talks about those are the happiest people he's ever met in his life. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel, too. Like, yeah. even with Native people, you can be around people who have been systematically oppressed for years and years. They will be the most welcoming. Yeah. They will be the most hilarious yeah. and loving and supportive people. And I feel really honored that they are a part of who my community is and my team of support. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start Etiquette is I want, I really feel like um, food in general is this like great cultural connector. Yeah, agreed. And it's a great way to connect with people that is not intimidating or aggressive in any way and that you can show people and teach people about your identity and culture in a way that feels really welcoming and not scary or yeah. intimidating yeah and they can ask questions that they feel like i want to ask these questions but i don't want to offend anyone and right. in my cooking classes at etiquette i'm like just ask i would rather you know 
the truth or my perspective than not know. And I think that that is really fun. Um, and it gives people a lot of opportunity to realize that like native people or just like other regular people. Right. And that we have this like wealth of culture here in Rapid City in the Black Hills area and that we just need to be working together and building more relationships across culturally. Agreed. Yeah, that's really cool. I think uh, probably not many people doing anything like you're doing either. I mean, so it's cool, really cool that you're doing that. I commend you for that. Um, so what on the business side of things? I forgot. I apologize. I forgot the name of the business. Painted Sky Management. Painted Sky. Okay. Sure. That's just a cool name, by the way. Thank you. It's so, actually named after my son. My son's name is Peyton Sky. Ah, and so I named it Painted, Painted Sky. Painted Sky. Yeah. That's cool. So Painted Sky, what is your goal with that? What do you want it to do? Um, or are you kind of shift focused from that? No, I don't think that I've shift focused. Also, my clients wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I reached out to a lot of them and like kind of told them what I was doing with etiquette. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's cool. But, but you better not lose your focus. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. you better still stay working with us. Yeah. Um, I really, you know, I'll use an example. One of my clients, when they first started, they had a budget of $115,000, three employees. And their goal was to write a strategic plan for the next five years where they were onboarding 150 native employees in the next five years and going from a $115,000 budget to a, to over a $10 million budget. Okay. Um, and we made that possible. We implemented the plan. We looked up for funding sources and now they literally have an employee employees of 174 native people all under the age of 25 in super wow. remote Northern Montana um, and doing incredible things. Instead of that one initial enterprise, they've now expanded to 12. What do they do? Um, they, I don't want to say what they do. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, you know, it, it literally, if you go there, there's nowhere near them for like 100 miles. Interesting. And now they have yeah. a flourishing community. They have home ownership. They have young people who are going back to school to learn more about different technologies and yeah. marketing, communication, and business. And that's the thing about hmm. entrepreneurship, right, is that... Once you invest in one business, that one business then in turn invests in at least 20 native businesses um, that start up. You know, yeah. like now I know on the reservation, there's lawn care businesses. There's, on Pine Ridge? Yep. Okay. Home cleaning businesses, um, uh, child care businesses. And that wouldn't have happened if there weren't people who could afford to right. pay them. Right. So the rotating of the dollar locally. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and so I think with that, I'm just going to probably continue to do what I've been doing. Um, I don't take on very many new, new clients because there's honestly no need to at the moment. Um, I work with my clients in a starting new businesses or writing plans for their expansion plans. Um, also, I do a lot of um, value-based customer service trainings, professional development mm. trainings, marketing Smart. trainings, and management trainings as well. And when I say value-based, meaning... Um, from a native perspective is like even if we're in from different tribes and different cultural identities we can connect to each other because yeah. we have these similar values makes sense is there still like a uh, you know I don't know if this is even a legitimate question to ask but is there still like is there good animosity between all tribes in the US or is there still like some old school bad blood or anything like that ever or no I mean we tease about right, it right yeah. <laughs> you know like I don't know if you've seen anything but like a lot of people, I have yeah I've seen some people talk talk smack and I don't know if they're joking or not no they are you know? okay okay <laughs> you know from like the Oglalas to the Rosebuds yeah exactly and the Rosebuds exactly from the Oglalas yeah. and the Crows yeah. and you know like so I just saw a meme that somebody said 
Um, everybody gets to celebrate Indigenous People's Day except for the crows. We know, <laughs> okay, what, yeah, yeah. We know what you did because gotcha. you know they were scouts for the U.S. government. Oh, were they? Yeah, okay. they were. So yeah. that's why everyone's like, ah, oh, the traitors. They're not real anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're you know they're the traitors. Yeah. But, um, I have lots of friends that are crow, right. so don't be offended. It's a joke, guys. It's Calm a joke. down. It's a joke. <laughs> um, but honestly, natives love teasing. Yeah. I mean, it's it kind of gets a little crazy out yeah. of control because of the sense of humor, but I absolutely love it. No, I love that stuff, too. I think it's yeah. so fun. Yeah. And we make fun of ourselves yeah, more than say, any. I think I'm the biggest person in the world that makes fun of white people. Right. I make fun of white people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're stupid. We're crazy. You know what I mean? We do crazy stuff. So, no, I love that stuff. You I know, really do. And yeah. I also think that it, like, again, gives you the ability to connect some with someone yeah. so it doesn't feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm, I'm going to offend you or... And we're like, no, we're like, T-. and if you do, we'll probably turn it into a joke right, anyways, right. instead of being like, oh, I'm so offended. Yeah, man. It's something I, not to get political here, but I can't stand about today is how sensitive everybody is. Because I love jokes. Like, I, I love too. I love jokes that are on the edge, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That are like, ooh, that was almost too far, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's hilarious. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I love that type of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I hate that. I hate that we're kind of, I feels like we're going more toward the way of like not being able to say those jokes. But then the more I like get around people, I'm like. This is just people being loud online and stuff. I think it's so not the too. real people in the world. I think you know? so too, and I think also with the stuff online, I think that people become have become desensitized, yeah, um, in a way, but then also like more sensitive. If that makes sense, it's so weird. Yeah, no, I get what I you're mean, saying. Honestly, I got some hate mail on my Instagram. For oh, I get it all the time for etiquette. Yeah. And it was because I posted chicken feet for bone broth. And I was like, what is happening? What did they say? <laughs> they were like, you know, you all, you of, murder. all <laughs> of your food is so beautiful. And this is so out of context for like your brand. And I was like, no, bone broth is so good for you huh. and so healthy for you. And I was like, it's just chicken feet. But I real and I was like, I was hurt by it. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just surprised. I was like, whoa, people are really how does that affect them? I put so much stuff out on social media that I get like probably three to five DMs a week of people like tearing me apart. Really? Yeah. And now I think it's funny. You know, it, it maybe like five years ago it would have bugged me, but part of like my job being a real estate agent, I get rejected all day. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I think through that it's hardened me to rejection. Yeah. So rejection doesn't matter at all to me anymore. I almost think it's a joke. Because I'm like, okay, most likely you're insecure. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or you just are having a bad day. Yeah. Or, you know, your wife and you just got divorced. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just looking for someone to take it out of. Well, so I'm just I mean, a target. I, just, I think it's interesting, though. But because but people are doing that because they think there's no ramifications. They would never say it to me in person. Exactly. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, totally not cool. Because like, I've seen people in person that have taught crap online. Yeah. Or, like, message me and stuff. And I always say hi to them. Well, I'm not going to be mean to them, you know? Right. Hey, how's it going, man? No good <laughs> you know i'm like i remember you you know yeah i mean our comments too on like any of the news channels here or any of the radio stations it's are embarrassing because they're so racist what do you mean i mean there's just so many racist comments you're like Whoa. on social media you mean yeah stuff yeah 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 yeah. I mean, it just is unbelievable. Like every, They'll never say it in person, though. No, but I'm always <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm so proud of Rapid City. And then I'll read a comment. I'm like, why did I read the comments? <laughs> never read comments. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, no. a, that's a key. <laughs> yeah, like, There's two types of people that write comments. That's what I heard one time. <laughs> the freaking lunatics. Who yeah. takes the time to write a comment on a YouTube page, first right. off? I never have in my life. Never. Right? Bye. You're bored if you're writing YouTube comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you're a giant fan and trying to support that person. 
That's it. That's like the two types of people that write comments. It's right? so bizarre. Yeah. It, it's if you're taking the time thing. to write a YouTube comment, you got issues. <laughs> I don't even comment on stuff on Facebook. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I'll like, rarely like stuff. That's about it. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just that person. I just don't. I like it, but I don't press like. I don't know why. I'm one of those I'm one of those assholes that does that. You know what I mean? You're, you're but, just a voyeur. You just like to watch. Yeah, I just watch from the outside. <laughs> pretend I'm not watching, right? But you want people to engage in your content. Weird, right? It yeah, is so it funny. Is That's hilarious. But I try, I try to avoid reading negative stuff as much as I can. Oh, no. I'm I, big in like filtering what goes in my brain. I agree. Yeah. And I even with news, too. I oh, do yeah. The can't, same I don't watch news at all. Because I have to run these businesses mm-hmm. and I have to connect with people every single day. And I feel like what what makes me successful is that I'm a fairly positive person. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. And I can't let that negative stuff uh, like impact me so profoundly um, because it gives me like, I'm like, oh, anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah, it makes you not want to continue sometimes. Yeah, totally. It's funny, actually, right before I came in here, I was listening to, I like rarely will turn on something that has to do with news. And I never listen to mainstream news. I was listening to like a podcast or yeah, something yeah. like that. So I was listening to something as I came in here and it was like gloom and doom on a certain subject. And I like, it switched my brain to like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And yeah. then I was like, I got to snap out of this right now. And so I just switched it. I was like, I cannot keep listening to this because it'll affect my whole day. It, you I, know mean, what I mean, that's the thing is, and I kind of went through that on Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, is there was a map that was um, that was shared of all of the all of the native land in the country, and how little is left of Indigenous mm. land in the country, and it was really sad. Why? Why is that? Do you know? Um, because of colonization. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, like, think about it. All this land was all Sioux territory. It At was all point. Lakota country. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, you know. Cities or whatever. It's really small. And so. this is probably one of the better one, better areas, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And considered, like, our ceremonial sacred hunting grounds and where we did all of our traditional ceremonies. And so it's a sacred connection to the Lakota people in general. Right. Um, and even, like... I went to the Buffalo Roundup this year, and there was like 1,500 head buffalo, and everybody Hmm. was like, oh, so moved by like how beautiful it was and how many buffalo were there. And I literally cried because traditionally there were over like 4 million buffalo in this area alone. 4 million? 4 million. Um, In the Lewis and Clark book, they said that it took three days for a buffalo herd to pass. Can you imagine that? Three days. Wow. For a buffalo herd to pass. Yeah. And that... I didn't me, realize it was that dramatic. That's crazy. No, it is serious. four million to 1,500? Right. And and I'm not sure if... And I don't want to get all into like history yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. political stuff. I love history though. So. Um, so why that is the case is the U.S. government created a law um, that... I mean, a policy called... You could kill any buffalo you wanted, right? Called Manifest Destiny yeah. to kill all of the buffalo. Yeah, I remember to, that. To rid... The country of native people because that was how we food source yes interesting and not just food source housing that was that's how we made our teepees um, oh really with clothes, the skins yep clothing it's how we made our clothes so you'd freeze in the winter all that kind of stuff right right because you know the coats and all that stuff. right Dang. and so pretty cruel <laughs> it is it's pretty cruel wow. so when you start thinking about that stuff yeah. like in a really like macro level you're like whoa you know yeah um but the on the other side one of the reasons why I love both of the businesses that I'm doing, it like really shows like the resiliency of our people and like how we are all doing so many incredible things and owning businesses and 
you know, owning homes and, yeah. you know, fighting our way out of oppression and poverty. And um, I feel like that is a really positive thing. That's good. I think it's cool that you're, uh, you know, kind of an advocate, but also not just complaining about it. You're oh, pushing yeah. forward to make a difference. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's important. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so what about with etiquette? What do you want to do with that? Oh, I have lots of big dreams with okay, etiquette. Okay, good, good. Let's hear about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so etiquette, we started officially a year ago. Okay. Um, we opened a private dining room um, downtown. It's 521 7th Street, the only black and white awning downtown. It's really, really beautiful and adorable. We have our commercial kitchen there as well. Um, and we do. I've seen it. I don't know. That just clicked in my really? head. I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. really okay. cute. A lot of people don't know what it is, you know, because they're like, what is that place? It's yeah. really cute. A lot of people <laughs> are taking their senior pictures in front of it, which is great. That's funny. Yeah. Um, should but, make them tag you in all their photos. <laughs> I know I should. I know Riley does. Riley does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's like, yeah, I'm using Etiquette, this vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a really beautiful place. And when you come in, it really kind of feels like you're having dinner in someone's, oops, sorry, dining, dining room table. Yeah. And it's a big, long harvest table. That's cool. Um, and we do cooking classes at least twice a month on Tuesdays. And they wide variety of what the cooking classes are. Um, but what's fun about it is I make everyone introduce themselves and tell them, like, what they do. Oh, I hate that. I, love, I hate doing I that. I love that. I hate it so much. Because then what you're doing, though, is you're creating community. Yeah, right? that's fair. And yeah. so you're connecting people who are from different cultures, different backgrounds, yeah. different jobs, you know. And so last night was so fun because all these people who didn't really know each other, right. all of a sudden Got were like roaring laughter and connecting with each other and like oh, changing cool. phone numbers. That's cool. And it's such an intimate setting. We can only fit 10 people. Um, that's perfect. So yeah. it's just this really nice, um, and I feel like it's a gem. Like every person who's been to our classes say it's the funnest thing they've done in Rapid City. Number two, it feels like so special. And they were like, I feel like you should have a TV show here. And I would love that. I really I really want to do like a food cooking show, but like with people in the room. You know, so they're doing the experience as well. It's not just like the standard I'm up here. And Would you be interested in doing an episode of that? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do this for you. Okay. I'm going to have my videographer okay. hook up with you and I'll pay for the first one. Really? With him. Yeah. Stop it. Sound good? Oh let's my do God. It. No, let's okay. do it. Awesome. I want to talk to him. One of his things he loves to do is one of his goals. He's an incredible videographer. Okay. Very creative. Very cool. artistic person. Awesome. Um, that's why I like him. He's not like standard videographer, cookie cutter. Yeah. He's very artistic. Okay. okay. Kind of out there sometimes. Just for forewarning. It's okay. But I that's, like that. That's what I, I like creatives. too. That's what I like too. So I'll, I'll hook up with him after this and tell him. Yeah. Me. So that, like last night, I'll use that as an example. Yeah. We did like fall hors d'oeuvres and everything that I did, every single person was like, I had never had one of these before. There wasn't one thing that you showed us that I have ever eaten out at a restaurant or at a party and I'm going to do them all. And I am Lakota and Jewish. And so I use some of my grandmother's recipes um, and showing people too, just different ways. Like I make this um, apple haroset, which is a Jewish dish. It's apples, pecans or walnuts, a little bit. You can use red wine or you can use a a bubbly grape grape juice. Um, And you literally, with cinnamon, and you just let it soak. And then you have it with a crusty cracker. I mean, a crusty cracker, meaning like something that's, really kind of rough you know okay. rustic yep. Yep. um and it's so good and sounds really good and everybody was like i've never had this before <laughs> you know um and so it's fun because i use etiquette as like my expression and my outlet of creativity yeah yeah and so i'm always creating um 
And because we're in Rapid City, we don't always have access to really important ingredients. Right. Um, and so you kind of... What are important ingredients? I mean, like, I love figs. Okay. But yeah, if yeah. you were to buy figs here in Rapid City, they're, like, insanely expensive. And if I were to sell them to a customer, they would be way too expensive right. for them to, to enjoy. Worth it. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, an example. But there's lots of things. It's not just, you know... If you go, like, if you're in Minneapolis, you go to the farmer's market, you can pretty much get any Anything. vegetable, yeah. and it's very affordable. Yeah. Um, and here, it's just, just not that. Is that just because we have done the people, you think, or what is it? <clears throat> um, I think that it's, we're pretty rural. I yeah, mean, that's true. you know, the closest city is Denver or Sioux Falls, but even Sioux Falls is still, like, a mid-range city. Yeah. Um, it's I, a small state. Very a, small right. state. Right. Yeah. And even population-wise. There's only 700,000 people in the state. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, even population-wise, it's such a small – it's a small yeah. state. Um, and I think that people have to start demanding more yeah. in order for us to get more. I also think we're going to start growing. I do, too. Yeah. I mean, I we too. already are growing, but I think we're yeah. going to start growing even more. Yep. Um, the more people see, like, oh, I can go live there for this and they have this to offer, the more we're going to grow. I completely yeah. – I always say to people, I'm like, we should totally be, like, the boulder of – 100%. Of yeah. South Dakota. We're already similar. Right. In my opinion. We oh got the gosh. mountains, basically, and ski resorts. And we're building downtown. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many cute, independently owned, beautiful boutiques yep. owned by amazing women and yep. men downtown. Yeah. Um, you know, we have some really cool breweries downtown, you know, and they're really like, I. whenever I'm there, literally when I go into my shop, I like feel really proud of Rapid City. I'm like, this is such a cute area. It's a cool town. You know, yeah. it really is. And I just think that more people need to become aware of it. Yeah. And that's kind of part of what I'm doing for my content as well. Yeah. I'm trying to get more people to come here, honestly, which I, some of the locals would be like, yeah, screw you, man. But some people don't want growth. You know that. Really? Oh yeah. I get it all the time. People are like, ah, so many damn people are moving here. I don't want any more people here. Cause it's, it's a little hidden gym. What you do know? you think about the parking meters? I don't really care. Honestly. It's a big deal to some business owners downtown. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I know a couple people that own businesses downtown, some coffee shops and stuff, and they've never even mentioned it to me, really. They mentioned it at first, but I don't know. It doesn't really impact me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to impact anybody that much. I mean, For those of you who don't know, don't know, a little quick hack, just hit the plus sign and you get a free 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I, I never even pay for anything. <laughs> it's actually better for me because I always spend like 10 minutes somewhere. Yeah. So I go there, I hit the 15, I never pay for anything. I used to have to worry about change. Now I don't have to. Oh, that's cool. So for me, it's easier. Yeah. Honestly. So I was like, cool, I'll take it. And then the app now, too. And the app's a way easier, too. Yeah. 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 yeah so I have no issue with it, but I'm sure a lot of people do. I mean, they quadrupled saying. the price, technically. They did. You know, I mean, which they, is a lot. They but. did. I, I wish that it was at least like 25 cents an hour or right. 50 cents um, because that's what you pay. You pay that in a city. I guess I don't know what the reasoning for doing it, to be honest with you. I haven't looked into was it Was it much. to pay for it? It would make sense, right? Because they got to pay for all the machines. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that maybe and that's maybe why. And maybe those like what are they called the the meter maids? The meter police. They're in, <laughs> they're intense. They are intense. They do not play around. No, <laughs> no they're like. I've got two red. parking tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I have two too. I yeah. need actually. That's on my to do list. Today. <laughs> <laughs> to go pay them. That's yeah. funny. And, last and they, night, they was doubled too, didn't they? Yeah. They went from like. 10 to 20? They went from 10 to 15. So 50% increase. It's quite yeah. a bit. It's a lot. Yeah, that's quite a bit. That's a big increase. I've got two parking tickets in Deadwood, too. They're strict also, apparently. Really? Yeah. I think so they're only 10 four? bucks. Well, I've already paid all these. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's calm down, please. I've already been paid. <laughs> <laughs> I paid them immediately because I, like, I don't want to mess with it. But yeah, you don't want to get a boot. You can play them online, I'm pretty sure. I don't 
know if you can. Maybe. The ones in Deadwood, no, it's cash. <laughs> but the ones here, I think I paid them online. In Deadwood, cash only? Yeah, I think That's so. That's hilarious. Yeah, I put cash in an envelope, drop it in the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I hate parking tickets. They're so annoying. I do, too. But, oh, well. I actually literally just got one last night. Did you? I <laughs> because I thought it was 5 o'clock, and it's 6 o'clock. Uh, 6 so, o'clock on, it's free? Yeah. Gotcha. Till 7 a.m. So, I was So, you like, parked at 5 yeah, she and was, was like, watching for you. <laughs> I was like, like, one of these people's gonna park at five. I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm good. And then I literally was like, I got a ticket, <laughs> and I forgot to like take it out. And so my husband was like, You got another ticket? I was like, Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> He's like, You need to just park in the back. I'm like, Isn't yeah. there like a monthly pass thing that you can get? Yeah, there is. Okay, but the thing is, is we're caterers, so we want to park as close as possible. So for right. delivery, because it's a lot of you're you know lifting a lot. Yeah. You know, you don't think about the physical labor it takes to do what we do. Yeah. Um, I and they took away the um, delivery and pickup. Oh, did they really? Yes, they did. They took those spots away. Yes. Why? I don't know. They made it a paid one, and huh. so now it's even harder. Yeah. And it's not just me because there's a flower shop on our same block. Um, the guys across the street at Tinderbox they have deliveries all the time. Um, I mean, the guy, I think she's actually a she, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, um, and even Jambones, too. And they're moving. They're moving to. Are they? Yeah, they're moving to Bacon Park. Hmm, I didn't know that. They're moving into the old China Luck place. Interesting. I wonder why. I don't know. Seems like an interesting move. It, I know, right? Really Okay, let me get back to what I want to yeah, do yeah. for etiquette. So with etiquette, I do want to do, like, a legit cooking show. Um, and I want it to be different rather than just the standard. Yep. I want it to be, you know, interactive um, with with the class. Yep. Um, I also would like to do a cooking book, cookbook in the next two years. That's awesome. Okay. Um, and I would also like to have someone invest <laughs> in a, like, Jewish slash European deli mm. somewhere here in Rapid City where we where people could come in and like literally order salad like healthy beautiful salads by the pint and charcuterie um, and cheeses and really artisan crackers and really like an artisan boutique that'd be awesome um, Dakota Seafood is ve- is doing similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really small because what their main focus is seafood. Seafood, yeah. Um, but I feel like we could definitely bring something like that to the table, and I think that Rapid City is ready for it. Yeah, I think Rapid City, one of the big things we need is lunch places, too. <clears throat> it's really an issue because also yeah, is. downtown, like, I am busy, yeah. so I'm always looking for a place to eat about yeah. 2. Yeah. There is no place to I eat. I know. Yeah, I agree. There's nowhere. You go to Murphy's, right? How many times can you go to Murphy's? <laughs> you know, a thousand. I mean, I like Murphy's, but, yeah. you know, yeah, we need something. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. I, agree. I mean, we just need more opportunity. And we do some salads to go. Um, but honestly, we have a waiting list of like 100 people. Right now? For salads to go. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Um, that shows you the demand for it, though. No, there right? is totally a demand yeah. for it. But we're caterers. Right. And we have small children. And so we're not trying to open a restaurant. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, restaurant business, you're from. a pain in the butt. It yeah. is so pain. It's a hard business and especially if you have kids I actually grew up like I said in the music business and my dad was a restaurateur as well oh really yeah and it's not fun I mean it's so super long hours for very little profit right and your profit margins are so so tight so tight 
um, that it's just not something that I want to do. So I'm like, go ahead, do it. We yeah. need more of it. Yeah. I will support you. I will market you. Yeah. Um, and we wanted offer. We the reason why we started doing salads is like people were like begging us, literally really? like begging us to do it. And I was like, well, the problem is I have catering that like actually pays the bills, right? Right. And the salads, the margin is so so tight that I don't really make a ton at. Right. So it's kind of like just doing it for the community. Right. Um, but it's fun. Which by giving, which by selling the salads, you probably get more catering dicks. No, exactly. Right. It's yeah. a mar- That's why you. That's why right. you, like it's a marketing thing. Yeah. Plus, also they come into our space, which is really cool. Is yeah. really beautiful and cute, and so people are like. I want to do something here. I just yeah. booked somebody's birthday party because oh, cool. he picked up a salad for his wife and he's like, I love it in here. We should do something. I'm going to call you. I'm, I'm going to have my wife call you. We're going to do a birthday party here. And I'm like, great. You know, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but then for the, you know, ones that want it every day, they're like, oh, you're not having a salad today. And I'm like, um, no, <laughs> no I, sorry. I'm sorry. I told you I would announce it on Facebook or Instagram. They're like, oh, <laughs> like I'm really breaking their heart, yeah. you know, and for not doing a salad this week. And I'm like, well, I have a catering business. Yeah, the that's, real business is catering. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I'm doing. They're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, they get so upset about that's kinda it. That's kind of cool, though. It is. It's kind of cool. cool that that's you know part of what you're doing for people. Uh, yeah, and yeah. even even our cooking classes are like such a unique experience yeah. too. And that's not, kind of a side thing for you too, right? right. But I love it. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, if I could just do cooking classes, That'd be ideal for you. And not cater, that would be amazing. You know what? I kind of feel you there because I do home buying seminars yes. once a month. And if I could just do home buying seminars, that's like my element. Yeah, I, I can see that. public speaking. Yeah. So if I could just do those every week, yeah, that would be awesome. We don't have enough people here to do them every week. Right. right? We don't have enough population. Right. I can really only pull off one a month. But I could probably only do one every two months, honestly. Yes. But I love that. I, I love too. that environment. Now, now I can inter- see what you're saying with that. Yeah, and yeah. the interaction, It's the interaction too. for me, too. And I also am a person that's kind of creepy, and I like to watch people eat my food. Huh. You know, like I like That to is like- a little creepy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty creepy. I mean, I'm like, I'm never going to eat food around you now. <laughs> well, I mean, I like their expressions. Yeah. Um, you know, like last night I was watching this woman. I'm not going to say her name because she would probably kill me. Yeah. She, like, looked at it and, like, really looked at it, and, like, closed her eyes, smelled it, and then, mm. like, took a bite and was like... You know, and I just and like you were like yes. I was like, what if someone? What if someone like spits it out on the side? You know, I've never seen someone never do seen that, that, but I would probably be devastated. You'd probably cry. <laughs> be like, oh my god, they ended up. like this is the worst thing I ever had in my life. Yeah, I would do that just to mess with you, by the way. Probably, but I would. I'm not gonna do it. But I'm I would. sure that I, I would have somebody else who's done it. Like, yeah, like I don't like this. Right? And then I've had things like my brother. My brother is the executive director of NDN Collective. I don't know if you've seen the building. Uh-uh. It's downtown. Um, it's right on Main Street. What does Indian stand for? Um, (laughs) Don't know. Native development. I don't know. Okay. We'll figure it out later. (laughs) Thanks for putting me on the spot. I got you. You're probably killing me. He's screaming it right now. Yeah. This is what it is. It's an awesome awesome organization that are doing some really cool things. Um, But he hires me to do these like really fancy dinners. Okay. You know. Like fundraisers? Um. Well, where he's having, not fundraisers, but where he's having funders in town for them. Um, And he always asks me to sit at the table. And I'm like, no. He's like, you're my sister. I'm like, I'm also your chef. Just let me do (laughs) it. Let me be the chef, right? I'm like, just let me do my job. And he's like, sit down. And I'm so awkward because (laughs) I hate that part. Like, 
And then I feel like people are watching me eat my own food, and I'm like, don't watch me. Yeah. You'd rather just let them enjoy it and watch them and make yes. sure everybody's taken care of yes. and all that stuff. No, I, I feel I love I'm that. that I mean, too. that's the thing about etiquette, too, is I am, like, a Jewish grandma, Jewish Lakota grandma, where I just want people to, like, eat and feel yeah. nourished and cared for. And I feel like our food really does that. I mean, so many people, like, we just did a thing last spring for um, Ateyepi, the native organization yeah, yeah, who's in the schools. And we served 300 people in the native community. That's awesome. And a lot of the kids were like, I don't eat buffalo. You know, like, yeah, it's gross. And they tried it and loved it. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, and they were coming up and like calling me auntie. And so I'm like, auntie, that's good meat. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it, just, yeah. it just like made me feel really happy and like proud that we're making food that's really high in nutrition, yep. really healthy, made from scratch, but people are really enjoying the food and feel like they can feel that it's cared for, you know, that yeah. they really care for. There are some to that. I think for me, like wild meat, my family does. We've hunted our whole lives. Yep. Yep. And we eat everything we kill, obviously. That's great. But I think for me, it's like stuff, wild meat and stuff that we kill, like a turkey I killed this year. The meat from that, like, feels more nourishing than anything else. Oh, sure. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, yeah, even looking at it. Are it, you like, doing looks your own healthier. processing, too? No. My brother does some. I don't do it personally. You could totally do it. Yeah, I if probably could. I, if I could do it, you could do I it. I probably could. I'm just lazy on that stuff. So. But I love that part, too, because I feel like it's a part of, like, understanding where the animal comes from mm-hmm. um, and really, like, honoring that animal yeah. and, you know, walking through the whole process. I think there's a lot to that, like, honoring the animal. Yes. That, is basically sacrifice itself for you. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But at the same token, I think what a lot of people that are like anti-hunting and stuff like that don't understand, and there's, you know, Joe Rogan is. Yeah. He talks about this stuff all the time. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of truth to and the fact. And FYI, he yeah. loves Tonka Bars. Does he really? He talks about Tonka Bars on his podcast. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to listen for that next time. Um, but one of the things that he talks about, my brother is huge into hunting. Like, that's all he's done his whole life. But um, that's the best death that animal's ever going to have. Yes. The fastest the most painless death mm-hmm. that I know. as long as you know what you're doing and you're not going to shoot him in the gut or something yeah you know um but other than that they're going to get torn apart by some other animal yeah. <laughs> slowly and painfully you know what i yeah. mean so there is a part to that as well which i'm sure i'll get hate for right now on this but it's true really it, i'm sure i will but it's truth you know yeah it's also really good for you it is good really for healthy. you and yeah. i mean also too is like a lot it's actually what we feed our dogs Really? His wild game meat, yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mom's a extreme health nut, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so she's probably a big bone broth advocate. Probably. You know, and I guess I've never really it's like thought this, about it, but it, probably. It, what's so cool about bone broth, too, is like the high nutrients that it's it's so good for you. From the bones? From the bones, okay. yep. Um, and so, like, how I do it is I do it with um, chicken feet. Um, and no, that sounds gross. You're going to get all that hate online <laughs> <laughs> for the chicken feet. Yep. Um, but what's so cool about chicken feet is like, for one, any butcher has like a gazillion of them, right? And they're very affordable and it's super high, high impact of nutrients. And so you put it in um, with onions and um, I do a little bit of some spicy peppers, uh, carrots and celery and mix it all up, roast it for just a little bit little bit of salt, cayenne pepper, paprika, garlic, and then boil it for 24 hours. Yeah. And that is the most healthiest stock that you'll ever have. Mm. And it is so good in anything, even pasta, um, soups, rice. There's so many different ways that you can use it. And it's cool. so good for your health, like even your digestive health. 
Yeah, I guess I've never really looked into that before, but that makes sense. You should look into it. I will look into it. It's a big deal. My mom's big into that, so I'm so sure she'll tell me everything about it when she (laughs) listens to this. Tell me, mom. Tell me now. Let me know. Um, All right. Well, to wrap this up, um, if anybody uh, watching or listening wants to get in contact with you, wants to you know get a cooking class, or I don't know, learn more about what you do, or they want to be one of your new clients that you're not taking right now, or anything like that, what's best for them to reach out to you? Um, on Instagram, it's Etiquette Catering Co. Okay. Um, same with Facebook. All one word. Yeah. Etiquette Catering Co. Yeah. Okay. Facebook the same as well. Our website is www.etiquettecateringco.com. Okay. Um, you can send us a message or call us as well. Our number's on there. Sweet. Okay. I'll put all the links to that stuff in here so okay. you can have it. But great. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys you. next time. Peace. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the podcast. If you made it to this part of the video, that means you made it all the way through the podcast, and I really appreciate that. I would love for you to do me a favor, and if you're in the area, I would love for you to drop a comment, share this as well, and tell me who you think I should interview next or who you would love to see on the podcast and learn more about, and I'll do my best to get them on the show. Or if you have a connection, get me in contact with them. We will get them on this podcast. Guys, thanks so much for watching. And last, lastly, the only way this podcast is even possible is through my personal real estate business. So if you know anybody that's looking at buying or selling or investing in the Black Hills area, please give me a call, shoot me a text, or shoot me a message here, direct message. You can get me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those platforms, at Christian Morrison SD. The rest of my um, contact information will be in the description of this video. So thanks so much for watching, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode.